Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Join me today as I speak with the creator of The Minimal Colonial, Katherine Williams. Katherine is the mother of a three-year-old boy and military spouse to an Air Force pilot. Catherine believes it's important to create a home where your soul finds peace, and that begins with decluttering your heart in order to declutter your home. Today, Catherine will share her experience with minimalism in parenting an only child. Is it really that different? I wasn't sure, so I thought she would be a great person to dialogue with regarding this topic. Catherine and I also talked a lot about solo parenting. As I mentioned, she is wife to an Air Force pilot, and he has been deployed, I think she said, three times in the last several years. So she just provided such a wealth of information in how to navigate overwhelm and to apply minimalist principles to your day-to-day. But before we get to the conversation, I wanted to encourage you to leave a rating or review if you haven't done so yet. Leaving a rating and review on iTunes is the best way that you can help this podcast succeed and grow. Another way that you can help the Minimalist Moms podcast is by checking out some of the advertisers that I display here on the show, such as this new one from the Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls podcast. Have you been searching for a podcast that the whole family can listen to? What about one that includes positive role models for your daughter? Only 19% of children's books showcase women with jobs or career ambition, and by the age of six, many girls already believe that they are less smart than boys, which we know isn't true. If you're looking for a podcast full of encouragement told from a woman-first perspective, I have just the one for you. The award-winning podcast, Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls, is back with an all-new season. This time you'll meet amazing immigrant women from all over the planet that have changed the world in so many ways, like Carmen Miranda, an acclaimed dancer and movie star from Brazil, or Nora Watts Khan, a princess who became a spy. Because positive role models are critical to showing girls what's possible when they dream bigger, the Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls podcast is a resource for parents and teachers to inspire, educate, and instill confidence in little rebels everywhere. And each one is narrated by an incredible woman from the worlds of art, music, business, and sports. Entrepreneurs, filmmakers, actress Frida Pinto, and so many more. The new season of the Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls podcast drops September 15th. Give the Rebel Girl in your life the confidence to dream bigger. Find Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls wherever you listen to the podcast. So if that sounds like something that is interesting to you and you want to share with your daughter, head on over to the search bar and check that out. Again, by taking the time to look into the advertisers or the podcast that I share with you all, that really does help the Minimalist Moms podcast succeed as I am somewhat of a one-woman show around here. So anything that you can do to show the Minimalist Moms podcast some support and love would be so appreciated. Catherine, how are you doing this evening? Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, I know we've been trying to make this happen for, I don't know, maybe a couple months now, I feel like. Is that right? That sounds right. A couple, Yeah, I feel like time is really blurry these days. So I'm sure it's been a little while, but I'm glad we're finally sitting down. Yeah, me too. So I had a couple ideas of what I wanted you to talk about. And originally, 
Well, actually, let me just pull back and I want you to introduce yourself for people that might not know who you are and then we'll get into our conversation. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Perfect. Okay. Well, I'm Catherine and I have a very small Insta blog called The Minimal Colonial. It's on Instagram. And on there, I just talk about life as a minimalist. Um, I'm currently a stay-at-home mom. I have a three-year-old son, but I'm also a military spouse to an Air Force pilot. So my approach to minimalism has a lot to do with being solo and what it's like to do life kind of on your own sometimes and having a spouse that comes back and forth. But I also have a master's in counseling. And so my minimalist approach comes from more of the mental health self-care idea and that minimalism is a form of therapy. So I believe it's important to create a home where your soul finds peace. And that starts with decluttering your heart in order to declutter your home. So I talk a lot about mindset minimalism and slow living and like the concepts of tackling the mentality behind creating a simple contented life. So Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm about, my little uh, happy place on the internet. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it, that's great. I was just talking to someone yesterday in an interview, and pretty much her entire episode was on the mind, minimalism of the mind and simplification, and how that does bleed over into every other area. Like, if you don't have your mind right when you're trying to either condense your life or your schedule, it really makes it quite difficult. So, I, I'm a big believer in that as well. Absolutely. It's the mind controls all the decision making and, and your ability to assess things and what how you control your home and your relationships and your money. So it really is the the catalyst for um, creating the life that you want it to be. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Well, okay, I'll go back to what I was going to start to say when we first began, but I wanted you to come on because I had someone reach out through Instagram and they said, what's minimalism like? parenting one child. Does it look different when you're parenting just one child versus several? I thought it was a really great idea. So I I wanted you to talk about it. Someone had given me your name and I'm like, yeah, that's great. We'll talk about this. But then you also mentioned that you were a military wife and that you are single parenting a lot. I know that you're not a single parent, but the weight of parenting really lies on your shoulders. So I don't know. I guess I don't know what I'm asking, but do you have anything to say before we kind of get into the questions? I think it's a great um, perspective because, you know, I only know what I know and I know other moms only know what they know. And, you know, I can't speak for moms of multiple children, but as I'm learning more, we never truly meant to only just have one child. We hope to grow our family, but Mm -hmm. we're kind of in this phase now. And I think it does look differently for a lot of different families. And I think it is important because there are families who are going to only have one child for various reasons. And I think they want to know, you know, how can I do this lifestyle and it still make it work for me, whether I have, you know, or anyone has one child or 10 children, Mm -hmm. you know, so they need to know that minimalism is versatile. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a great question. I do. I have some things. I don't know if you want me to answer that one now, or if you want to ask more specific questions with that, but I think it's definitely interesting to look at and kind of evaluate. Yeah, absolutely. And no, it's funny that you, your first thought was like one versus 10, because your episode is actually airing a week after a woman that had 10 children was airing. (laughs) So that's that's crazy. But yeah, I guess My question off the bat for you is, do you believe that minimalism with more than one child does look different? 
again, like I only know what I know, but Mm -hmm. I believe that it is what you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And for me, one child is enough right now that I think, I guess, I guess what I, it really boils down to the amount of stuff, what you choose to have in your home depends on how much stuff you decide to keep. But I can imagine with multiple people, you have more messes, more laundry, you have more items because you've got more children, like more dishes, more food, different schedules. I only have one child schedule to keep track of. I only have his activities to do. So I'm sure it looks different, but I think it really depends on the person and how they like to run their home. So I think the biggest difference is that your time is a lot different. I can't imagine having more right now and having to make sure that all their needs are met specifically in two different personalities. But I can say with having one, it's really draining to have um, him be my, or I guess I'm his only source of entertainment. I'm his Mm. only source of fulfillment, you know, Mm. and he's extremely social. He doesn't play independently very well. And so it's very draining. I think for me, to constantly be his everything, especially when Luke is gone. Like right now he's deployed. Mm-hmm. This is our third deployment in two years. Mm. He's three and a half years old. It's the most needy time. It's also the most emotional time mm-hmm. for a child. And he's, I'm everything. I wear every single hat. I'm mom, mm-hmm. I'm dad, I'm teacher, I'm brother, I'm sister, mm-hmm. I'm playmate. You know, I'm all the hats all mm-hmm. at once. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no sibling to break that up. There's no other person in the home to distract him it's it's either me toys or crafts or the tv Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm constantly battling that idea of what is going to occupy him what's going to help him separate from me a little bit so that I can get things done Mm -hmm. so there's no there's no idea of go play outside with your sister or brother go play by yourself there Mm -hmm. it doesn't work like that for us um, so I feel like my time is is very limited for what I can do. So no, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, one of my best friends is my cousin, and she's actually a single mother. And yeah, I feel like she says some of the same things that you're saying, and just that she does fulfill all these different roles. And I think she's to the point. Her son's almost six, so I think at this point it's not as I don't want to say it's not as hard, uh, but I mean, the three-year-old is really difficult in their own ways, especially because I feel like they're still, I have a three-year-old and I feel like I'm still trying to just keep him alive some days. Yes, for sure. He's just such a risk taker. So when they're closer to six, it's, yeah. um, Well, and if they're in school too, that takes, that gives them time away from the house. Whereas Owen is mostly home most of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, her free time, I'm definitely envious of right now. I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, we, we crave it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But all that to say, oh, what was I going to say? I totally just lost my train of thought. My cousin does feel like she has all these roles, but I guess it is different because her son is older at this point. And so I think yeah. that it, it just, it does, It you're in the weeds. You're in the thick of it right now with a three and a half year old. And I know every age presents its difficult stages, but I can't imagine just having your husband away and the emotions that you just are feeling on your own with everything that encompasses having your husband away overseas, wherever he may be, you might not even know where he is some of the time and also having to make all the decisions and everything with your son. So in regards to minimalism, you say that a lot of it has to do with the mental element and mental health and just taking your counseling background and applying that to motherhood. Would you say that that you ever talk to him about that? What does your day-to-day look like? How would you say that you're practicing minimalism, I guess, in your own motherhood? What does that look like? 
One of the things I think that is really distinctive about me being solo and having only one child is that the absence and the loneliness can be really, really loud. Mm -hmm. And I think it can affect how Owen and I interact together. And so me managing the home and the items, tidiness is a way for me to process and like keep busy. And so the two of us together, he knows that it matters to me that we have a tidy space because Mm -hmm. I'm the only one here. And we talk a lot about let's clean up our toys, you know, let's, you want to help me wipe the counters down, things like that. And I think he understands the value of a clean home, a clean, tidy home, Mm -hmm. Um, because I see him doing it on his own and that sort of thing. So part of the biggest things is being able to do everything together, or if he's asleep, being able to do things on my own. So it can be hard when you're the only person with two hands doing a multitude of tasks. So I think the two of us, We have to be a team and it's really hard when a three and a half year old doesn't understand what that means. They're Mm -hmm. all about me and I, you know, that phase and we have to be a team. We have to be able to do things because mommy is the only one that can carry most of it. But also with that, he knows that our time is precious And so we don't always do a lot of activities. We're not rushing around. I I guess I don't know if he would know that, but Mm -hmm. I'm very selective about, I'm very protective of my energy, Mm -hmm. especially while Luke is gone. So I think he knows that we don't do a whole lot. And I've noticed too, that if we overdo it during the day, whether it's too much TV, Mm -hmm. too many friends, too many activities, we've done too many errands. Um, he gets very overwhelmed and anxious and he has epic meltdowns, which is totally normal for mm-hmm. his age, but they really affect me because they suck the life out of mm-hmm. the day, you know, mm-hmm. just trying to get them to calm down. So um, I think minimalism with the two of us looks like slowing a lot of things down and having very limited amount of not only just stuff that we have in our home, but activities. It's been one of the biggest things that I am really, really careful about and what I say yes to. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I I mean, maybe this is also a personality thing, but I am an introvert and I'm a homebody, but I enjoy my people. I have Mm -hmm. to have my tribe and my village and I'm an extrovert with those people. But Mm -hmm. when I'm in my phase of being alone, I have to have the energy to do the things that I want done to make my mental health feel good while Luke is gone. So I guess I hope that answers your question. That was really long-winded. But. No, no, it does. I was thinking when you said, I don't know if he realizes that I don't keep our schedule full, then you did come back and you said, when I do overfill our schedule, like he'll have tantrums or meltdowns. And yeah. I think that that right there shows that he is aware of of something going on of something that being too much and I think that a lot of us are probably that way even like Uh as adults that we feel that way is there something interfering with your happiness is something preventing you from achieving your goals mental health has obviously become much more of a topic of conversation and something that we're much more aware of and comfortable talking about these days however there can be a lot of stress associated with trying to find the right healthcare provider That's where BetterHelp Online Counseling comes into play. With BetterHelp, I have really seen the ease in which you can receive that care that you're looking for. I just had to go on there, fill out a survey of what I was looking for, and it set me up with my own personal counselor. 
I found it very convenient. I was able to put my kids to bed, hop on the couch with my phone, and talk to my counselor for our session. Also, if you don't like the person that they've matched you with, you can always switch. BetterHelp makes it very painless and easy for you. The entire service is so fantastic. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So if you've really struggled with trying to get the right therapist or someone to talk to, or really, like I said, with having three little kids, it's really hard to have a babysitter available. And then when you consider drive time, I just love that I can do this within the convenience of my own home. Best of all, it's truly affordable and Minimalist Mom listeners will get 10% off the first month. I want you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com slash minimalist and join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash minimalist. I think that you definitely answered my question, and I'm curious to see when your husband is home, do you feel like you apply some of the same mentalities when he is around, or are you a little bit more lax? Are you more willing to fill up your schedule? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, You know, this year has taken a big turn for us since I was diagnosed with this new autoimmune disorder, and I think we've all had to remap kind of like what that looks like for us. Mm -hmm. So Luke has been, Luke is an extreme extrovert. He loves people and he has FOMO all the time. And so um, he pulls me out of my shell a lot and then I keep him grounded at home a lot. So we have this good balance, but I definitely believe that Owen is fully aware when Luke is home and what kind of fun that we do. Cause Luke is, I, I would say he's more fun than me, <laughs> but um, I know when Luke is home, I am more willing to do things because I have more hands because I have someone to take up a task or an energy and then I can do something else. So I definitely think we do more when Luke is around just because also we want to be together and experience things together. And Luke is more adventurous than us. And I, I am an Enneagram six and I, really crave security and safety and, and, and I don't like risk much. So I know that if I have him around that I will try to be more risky because I know I have him to keep me safe. It's like this, you know, it's like a deep, deep, uh, thought there, but yeah, I definitely think it changes a little bit. I'm, I'm more willing to go and try new things, but within my sphere, I, I, you know, I still keep it pretty pretty minimal. And again, like Luke, even when he's home, he works a lot and his job is extremely demanding. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't matter what is going on with us. His job will always come first. And so I'm still the main constant rock for Owen, uh, even when he's home. So our, our day to day, pretty much it was, is similar just for the full day, but when Luke is around, we definitely try to do more, but I guess it varies in seasons of life. There've been some tougher seasons that we've my mom likes to say circle the wagons where you stay home and you hunker down and you stick together. And then other seasons of life, you know, I'm feeling well and we go do things. So, um, I definitely think it varies, but Mm -hmm. I do want to talk a little bit more about him being in the military. And now that you do have this autoimmune disease, I'm sure that is really overwhelming, especially this is kind of, I guess, a hard question because right now we're experiencing this COVID pandemic and things yeah. are not normal. So hopefully one day we'll get back to normal and it will take some of the stress off of my question. But I was going to say, how do you fight the overwhelm of parenting by yourself? 
Yeah, absolutely. Overwhelm is super, super common in the military. I honestly think that military spouses probably burn out harder and faster than some other moms. The stress that we deal with is extreme. You know, we're, we're dealing with the idea that something could happen to our spouse at any, at at a moment that they're on a mission or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we're dealing with moves by ourselves. We're having to parent, make the solo parent choices and Mm -hmm. things like that. Financial decisions, you know, that all of that, a lot of it weighs on us. And some of the things that we experience, other people don't experience even at all in their lifetime. Some people don't ever move, you Mm -hmm. know, some people don't lose friendships. They don't Mm -hmm. have to worry about a risky job. So I think the biggest thing for me to fight the overwhelm is to prioritize rest. Mm -hmm. And minimalism definitely does that for me because it takes out all these extra tasks that you're required when you have a ton of things and that you're sorting through or whatever, or if you're paying off debt, that's a lot of big burden. So minimalism with finances and, and activities and possessions schedules, it helps me cut out a lot of these like spinning my wheels type of tasks. And the biggest thing for me is creating a bank of rest. And I think this can apply to anybody. Um, even if you're an extrovert or not, and not a homebody or you are a homebody is, is just like we make small deposits into a savings account to build up our money over time. The same thing we need to do with rest. And, and this isn't just self-care. This is like, this isn't just sleeping or sitting down or doing like a self care activity. This is also true rest, which is checking in for me with my emotions and evaluating what's preventing me from relaxing or sucking my energy out, um, which is basically the essence of minimalism anyway, is, Mm -hmm. is evaluating everything that could be draining me from living my most authentic self and being truly relaxed and content in my soul. So I think that could mean resting could be like talking through something with someone and purging some negative emotions. It could be escaping the real world with like a fun show, anything like canceling plans or events um, that will drain me. Mm -hmm. So I think for the overwhelm, you need to bank rest, especially if you're on your own Um, or even if you're not on your own and, and you're just prone to like being overwhelmed or you're an anxious Mm -hmm. person, Mm -hmm. nervous person, um, you need to prioritize rest. And that is like erasing your mind from everything that's draining you. Mm -hmm. So that's the biggest thing for me. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And I think that probably a lot of us, I don't know, there's definitely been a a big stresses associated with this past six months, but I would say that I definitely have received rest in various ways that I hadn't in a, in quite some time. And it is so rejuvenating. And you think, I think that you think at some points that, you have experienced rest and then you get real rest and you're like, Oh, that feels good. Yeah. I need more of that. So right. yeah, I, I can definitely see how, especially when you're on your own. Cause I do mm-hmm. think that military spouses for sure have this overarching stress that is probably always present. I just can't imagine that like the person that I'm supposed to be making all these decisions with and just navigating life and parenthood with is gone. So Yeah. I guess I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just don't want to minimize anyone's experience. And I want people to know that I'm coming at this, this conversation, trying to, I guess, present information that might be beneficial. Well, do you have any other tips, I guess, that you would suggest for parents that are doing it on their own? Do you have anything that like really has been a game changer, would you say? 
Yeah, for sure. I think prioritizing the things that really matter is the biggest thing. And you really need to get down into the nitty gritty of that, like what really matters for you. Mm -hmm. The thing I like to call is creating the non-negotiables. And that might be anything for you. For example, for me, it's definitely having my kitchen clean, Mm -hmm. my pretty much like the kitchen and the family room area clean and straight before the next day. It's really important to me. I grew up with my mom saying the kitchen is closed, which is like my hashtag on on Instagram, um, closing out your kitchen and having boundaries uh, with those non-negotiables and standing up for those tasks that are really, really important. For, for someone else, it might be like the kids have to clean up their toys or the beds have to be made or you like a clean bathroom um, or a straight office or whatever it is. Um, you have to find your non-negotiables because they are going to be the biggest trigger for you and they're going to cause fights in families. They're going to cause you anxiety um, um, or whatever, whatever your circumstances are, you have to find your non-negotiables and and stick to them and be disciplined with that. And also remember when you're figuring out your systems that there are days when it's not all going to get done. Even if you're a mom of 10 or a mom of one or single, whatever, it's not all going to get done. And minimalism isn't just like the end all be all that is a magic potion you drink in your, you know, your house is perfect. It's not all going to get done, but pick the tasks that make you feel the best in the moment. And, and especially in those hard moments, what are they going to be the things, the tasks that um, you can do that will just transform your mentality right away? You know, how, how can you change your day in a second when those date, when those hard days hit? So I think that's the biggest thing for me is like when I'm on my own, what's the task that I can do that's quick, that's productive, that's efficient and instant gratification. And for me, that's cleaning my kitchen. So that's my non-negotiable. And I think those, like I've said before, the loneliness, especially when you're on your own can um, be really, really loud. And, and that loneliness, that absence of that person being gone, um, mm-hmm. can affect your pr- productivity. And so knowing your home is equally managed minimalism will help propel, propel you and motivate you to do the essential tasks. So that's kind of, um, how it looks for you know, my own and the things that, the tips that I would give someone who has the same situation. Yeah, no, that's really great. Well, Catherine, do you have anything else that you'd like to share with listeners before we wrap things up? I think I'd like to say for anyone out there is that minimalism is attainable for every kind of family. And I've said this throughout this before is that whether you're a family, a large family or a small family, it does apply to every situation. It's not an end all be all, like I said, but it's, it provides the most tangible, achievable change for problems Mm -hmm. ranging from emotional, mental, spiritual, spiritual to physical, environmental, and circumstantial. So be encouraged when you're learning about minimalism from different sources and ranges of approaches, because it proves how effective it really can be. And I think that's the beauty of this community is that we all do it so differently, but we're always learning from each other. Mm-hmm. So I love that about it. Yeah, that's so true. I, I mean, that's, it's funny that you say that because you're right. We all are doing it differently, but it, it, it benefits all of us in every single lifestyle. So why not try it? I don't know. I just right. have relatives that are so hesitant to go down the path and I'm like, no, I promise it really will benefit you. It benefits everyone. Right. I know that 
practices minimalism. So yeah, I think it has such a bad rap because everyone believes that minimalism is like you don't live with furniture and, mm-hmm. and you don't do anything. Yeah. You know, the quintessential idea of what a minimalist is. But um, the more I talk about it, because I have a pretty regular sized home and I, I do like decorated things and that sort of thing. But everything is so simple that when people walk into my home, I don't think they would necessarily know that I'm a minimalist in like the typical way. But as I'm talking about you know, or they even see how straight my home is and how relaxed I am Mm -hmm. and things like that. You see that, oh, I could be a minimalist too. Oh, wow. That does sound really attractive and appealing. And I do want to take on some of those practices, even if it's not, you're not moving into a tiny home, you know, Mm -hmm. type of thing. So my husband, whenever I do something that's anti-minimalist, he always calls me out for it. He's just like, He'll be like, you're such a minimalist. <laughs> yeah, we've done that too. <laughs> yeah, I got a, a Roomba for Christmas. I it's actually, amazing. <laughs> see, I feel like I wish I would have splurged for the one that was slightly more expensive because this guy just, yeah. he doesn't know where he's going. He constantly is getting stuck on things. I, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan. But maybe uh, I just need to give him. I know that there's a Roomba that you can program to like go back and forth and know where to go. But yeah, I don't have that one. So, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> I digress. So did your did your husband say that that wasn't very minimalist? Because you got one of oh, those? Yeah. Or yeah, he's like, <laughs> you are not a minimalist. You have a vacuum that cleans for you. <laughs> And I'm like, that's exactly why you're a minimalist. You're, you're releasing a task to something else. He does a good job yep. of like maintaining, but it's not like a good deep clean. So, but it is. Yeah, I, we have one too. I run it upstairs while I'm doing something downstairs. I feel like I'm multitasking, but then mm-hmm. you're right. I still have to like go over it, but at least, you know, for, for day-to-day maintenance, it's great. And it is something like, and that's, that's what's so funny about some of these things that some of the stuff that we choose, you know, even if they are possessions or, you know, purchases or whatever, it's all the intentionality of it. Like Mm -hmm. if you're buying something or doing something that eliminates a stress of something that's, that's purposeful and that's okay. And I think if you're being sensible about it, why not? You know? Yeah. And they can also provide, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of mad at myself for splurging on him because like I said I don't know why it's a him it could be a her uh, it's a robot mine's like, mine's Ruby she has Ruby the Roomba and she comes out on Monday mornings when I'm doing my slow morning practices and- <laughs> I was just gonna say it's a good learning process because I think sometimes we think hey you I am a minimalist but I do think this purchase would be really beneficial to my lifestyle so I'm gonna do this and then it flops and it's not great and it's like yeah. okay maybe I don't need to act on every whim that maybe right. comes back in that's hard to do I think that is probably just trial and error and just being human, but I have kind of second guessed myself with other purchases that are similar since that I think will make my life easier. Yeah. So I don't know. I I guess it it was helpful for that reason. It was a good little learning experience. Yeah. And I think every day you're peeling back layers of what really works and what, you know, approaches and tactics and decisions that you make. And I think that's the great thing about it is that you're always learning something new. You're Mm -hmm. always improving and not that you're striving for perfectionism or whatever, but you are doing something, like I said, extremely tangible to help yourself cope with something. You're, you're critical using those critical problem solving skills mm-hmm. and it's really good for your brain and your mental health. You're like, you know what? Let's build something called self-efficacy In counseling. It is the idea that you have the belief in yourself to overcome obstacles, whether they're small or large, 
I feel like with minimalism, it bolsters that self-efficacy of like, there is always something I can do to help myself right in this moment, whether it's a stress that you're dealing with, or even just a tiny, you know, minute decision of a possession that you want to get rid of. It, it hones in on that belief that you can do something hard and overcome an obstacle, whether, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. So that's why I love it. No, that's so good. That's so true. I love that you're counseling, like, background is coming into this. This is so helpful. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Well, as we wrap things, well, nope. First, I want you to tell listeners where they can find you if they want to connect. Sure. I am on Instagram at the minimal colonial. And then I also have a Facebook page, which is also called the minimal colonial. And for now I just stick to social media, but I think, you know, maybe in the future I might branch out and do some things, but for now, please you know, feel free to connect with me on there. I do respond to messages as I can. And I love reading comments and interacting with everybody. So I am so like normal and regular and, you know, please, please get in touch with me. I love, I love connecting with people. So that's where you can find me. And you have such a beautiful feed and your home's so pretty too. So you're great to follow along with. Well, as we wrap things up here, I'm going to ask you the two questions that I ask every guest. And the first one is, what is something that you're simplifying right now, aka what is your minimalist moment of the week? Yes. So right now I'm working on simplifying meal plans. And like I mentioned before, being diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder mm-hmm. um, has like turned over my world. I've had to really change how the way I eat. And it's pretty extreme. And I won't share everything that I'm doing because, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's not that important as far as what I'm actually doing. But I think I'm having to figure out um, meals for myself that I can eat that also help that my husband and my son can eat. And Mm -hmm. it's been hard because I have, I'm very restrictive because of, you know, this disorder, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of foods that can uh, trigger inflammation. And so even if I have a little taste of something, it could be uh, detrimental to my health the next day. So um, it's been hard to kind of navigate that and what my, what my needs are, my feeding my family. I'm, trying to simplify my grocery list and my pantry organization. It's not, it's, it's hard. It's harder than I thought it would be because I've just, I'm so used to my other routine. So Mm -hmm. I definitely haven't mastered it yet. I'm, I've found a few meals that work and I feel like I've repeated them so many times. I'm my poor husband. He's like deployed now. So I'm, I'm, it's nice that he doesn't have to eat that food. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so that's one thing is the meal plans. It's the new meal plans, I should say. So yeah, that's, it's been a, it's been a little bit of a task. Yeah. My last question to wrap things up here is what is something that you can't stop talking about? And this can be in relation to minimalism or just something you're really excited about. So with the meal planning, I have discovered an awesome YouTuber that I feel like everybody should watch. She's amazing. Um, her name is Plantiful Kiki. And not that everyone is going to be interested in, in the diet that she, uh, you know, follows. I just think she's awesome, an awesome person for inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has plant-based um, meal plans and not meal plans, I'm sorry, recipes. And she has a website and they're amazing and they are kid friendly. She's got two kids. Um, so if anybody out there who wants plant-based meals, um, it's a great resource. But I just love her because she's from Colorado and she moved from the big city to move out to the country in Colorado or the mountains, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess it's not countryside. <laughs> um, but she has a farm and a, and a massive garden. And she just talks about um, eliminating stress from her life and how her life looks so much 
different from before. She had a lot of um, health issues and she was able to transform herself through this specific lifestyle with plant-based eating. And I'm just so inspired by her. And so I think she's, if even if you want to get inspired of just like ways to become more relaxed and feel more free, she's mm-hmm. just fun to watch. So I'm like obsessed with her and her, um, her website and her, her meals. So that's something I'm like, I feel like I'm talking to everybody about if they, if they feel like they need new inspiration. Kiki, if you're listening to this, um, let's be friends. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome if she was, I would love that. (laughs) Well, Catherine, thank you so much for coming on the Minimalist Mom podcast. I know it's taken us, like I said, a couple of months to connect, but I'm so glad we did. I think that listeners are really going to love this. So I just appreciate your time tonight. Oh, me too. Thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. I I love connecting and talking about such a meaningful thing to add to your life. So grateful to be here. What did you think of the interview? After we stopped recording, I told Catherine that I just appreciated her vulnerability and just sharing how hard and lonely it can be as a single parent or just solo parenting, but also how helpful that minimalism and just simplifying your life and being intentional doesn't look the same for everyone and we can't be as in control especially if we're speaking about single moms that don't have extra set of hands ever in the household so I'm obviously a big believer in how minimalism can completely overhaul your life and make it better but just because we are minimalist doesn't mean that it takes all of our problems away so I appreciated that element What did you think? If you have someone that you know that's a military spouse or a single parent, I would love for you to pass the episode along and maybe it would benefit them from listening. I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Facebook page, Instagram account, and where you can find me all around the web. Join me back here next week as we will start a series on decluttering the home room by room. I had such a great time recording all of these interviews and I actually learned quite a bit myself as I was going through each room with each individual woman. So I think we might start in the kitchen next week. I haven't exactly decided where we're going to start. The kitchen, the closet, storage, what else? Bedroom, living room. I'm just so excited for you to hear these. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less. 